Welcome, everybody, to the Believe in the Colorado Buffaloes podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Howell, the CU Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and BuffZone.com. This is episode number three, and I'm grateful for all of you who have listened in so far to the first couple of episodes. The support has been great, and I welcome all of you just discovering the podcast. We'll have some great coverage of the Buffs throughout the season and uh, as they wrap up fall camp. Uh, In this episode, we're going to recap the Buffs scrimmage from last Saturday and sort of wrap up the first half of preseason camp. But first, this podcast is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, which is B-L-E-A-V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So at this point, the Buffs are about halfway through preseason camp. Uh, the season opener just a little more than two weeks away, with TCU coming to Folsom Field in Boulder on September 2nd. On Saturday, the Buffs held their first scrimmage of preseason camp, and those of us who cover the team on a daily basis, like myself, uh, got a bit of a surprise invite last week uh, from head coach Carl Durrell to attend. Um, originally, all the practices were going to be closed to us, uh, but uh, we did give that uh, opportunity to go and watch on Saturday. Not allowed to talk about the scheme or injuries and um, you know, really talk about a whole lot of details, but uh, the scrimmage did give us a chance to at least see the Buffs and get a better idea of uh, you know kind of how they look and kind of what we're hearing from everybody as we talk to them you know throughout camp. But first off, here is Darrell's summary of Saturday's scrum. Well, I think we got out of the scrimmage. It was roughly about 90 plays, um, and we didn't get any major major issues out of it. So that's a that's a really really good thing. It's good to see uh, us getting some work in. You can see that the team, um, I guess maybe I'll explain it. I can see that the team needs this kind of work because of, you know, getting on and playing eight, ten plays in a row is different than playing just two or three plays in a row like a normal practice. So getting in game shape is a little bit more challenging than it is getting in, you know, just normal practice shape. So that's kind of what I saw that was evident. We might have had some dragging a little bit on both sides, but... I thought the execution was pretty good. I thought the quarterbacks made good decisions. I thought some guys made some plays. Um, We ran the ball effectively. Uh, I thought defensively we did the things that we needed to do on that side of the ball. It was good to see three groups out there getting a lot of reps, um, trying to develop our talent. Um, So it was a a good passing of the, I call it the first midterm, you know, which is after, this is practice 10. And getting the work we got in, I thought was a was a really productive day for us. Okay, so that's Darrell's summary. For me, it's hard to judge the team as a whole based on one practice. But what I saw is there's clearly some good things going on there. But there's uh, definitely this is a team that's got some work ahead of itself. And uh, for one, they've got to get healthier than they are right now. Alabama transfer Tommy Brown, who's a projected starter at guard, and Baylor transfer R.J. Sneed a projected starter receiver, have yet to practice this month. So they've got to get those guys healthy because those are going to be significant contributors 
They've got to get them back soon. Jake Wiley, the returning starter at left tackle, was out last week with a concussion, Darrell said, and uh, several other buffs are nursing some minor injuries and were held out of the scrimmage portion of the practice. But uh, some of those guys went through position drills um, at the start of the day. So they've got some work to do on the health front. Uh, probably not dissimilar from other teams around the country, but they've got to get those guys healthy at this point. Um, number two is the QB battle continues between incumbent starter Brennan Lewis and junior JT Shrout. Uh, between the two, I thought Shrout looked better, and I'm hearing he's having a really good camp. Um, he clearly doesn't have the mobility that Lewis does, but I think he throws a really nice ball, and I think he does a good job running the offense, and that's what I saw the other day. I, th- I thought he had some pretty nice plays. One of the highlights of the day was his 30-yard touchdown pass to tight end Brady Russell, and uh, it was a really nice throw that uh, you know Russell made a nice play on it, and uh, it was downfield uh, pass, uh, and you know it was just really good uh, connection between the two of them. That was one of the highlights of the entire day. Lewis scored on a one-yard touchdown run on a fourth and goal drill, and uh, and did okay. Didn't look bad. Uh, but that was his uh, probably biggest highlight was scoring on that touchdown there. Darrell was, of course, asked about the QB battle, and uh, here's what he had to say. Does it, does it seem like the timing is coming back for JT Shroud? It does. You know, I, I think it's, uh, you know, he's doing some, he's had a really good camp. Um, same thing with B-Low. Both of those guys are battling, doing some really good things. And I'm sure that he probably, when you ask him, was probably maybe a little bit nervous because this is his first live scenario, which is the last time he got hurt was in a similar day. So good that he kind of got through that hurdle and over that. But I, I think his timing is coming back. I think he, he looks pretty good. I think he's making good decisions. I thought, you know, they did some really good things. Is there any, any clarity at this point on that position, like any separation? I know you're maybe not willing to tell us, but for you, do you feel like there is? It's, you no, know, it's, it's really between the top two, it's really been nip and tuck. This is what I thought it would be, you know, which is, it's going, you know, it should be that way. You know, they're both really good players. They're both different, but the, they, they, they both have great leadership, uh, you know, in their own ways that the offense is – you know, when, when one of the others in the game, they respond, you know, to either one of them. So those are all really, really positive things. You know, I think the team really likes both of them. Um, those, I mean, it's a good problem to have. You know, it's not like, you know, what the team, if the team didn't like one of them, but was, you know, it, it'd be a little bit more of a challenge. But it's, they, we, the team or the offensive unit feels that they can win with either one of them. So they feel good. So the bottom line is that the battle continues, at least publicly. I don't believe they settle on a starter yet, but when they do, we'll see if they announce it or keep it in-house. I just don't think they've done that yet. Uh, so that battle continues at quarterback. A few other thoughts from the scrimmage. Uh, number one, uh, overall depth is better. You can tell they are deeper on the defensive line, at inside linebacker and corner. I think those are all you know areas they need some depth on defense. I think they've got some really nice depth at receiver as well. Uh, we saw a lot of those young guys um, – you know, step up uh, the other day. Uh, I think the offensive line depth is developing as well. They're missing some guys right now, but uh, I do think they've got some better uh, young talent, and that, and that's developing as well. Uh, number two, I think they're going to be fine at running back if they stay healthy. Uh, senior Alex Fontenot, junior Deion Smith, and sophomore Jaylee Stacks all scored rushing touchdowns in the scrimmage. Stacks had a nice 15-yard run up the middle that he finished by diving into the end zone. 
Uh, and we've kind of been waiting for him to have a role on this team and, uh, and get some carries. Uh, he's obviously the big back in this group. I think he does that this year. Uh, not a ton of carries, but I think that uh, that's a guy that could take a step offensively and uh, and make a little more noise than, than we've seen him so far in his career. Also at running back, freshman Victor Venn caught a TD pass from backup quarterback Drew Carter. And uh, walk-on Charlie Offerdahl was solid when he ran the ball, which we've heard you know throughout the spring. Uh, coaches obviously love him, and they continue to say that Charlie's going to have a role on this team uh, despite being a walk-on. Uh, but uh, they like what he's doing, and so he continues to show up in these scrimmages that, uh, that we're able to get in and see. Uh, number three, they've got some dudes at receiver. I mean, Jordan Tyson has been talked about a lot during camp. He's the true freshman um, from down in Texas. But fellow freshman Chase Sowell had a really nice performance the other day as well. I thought he looked really good. Uh, so did more senior Maurice Bell, who was coming off an Achilles injury that wiped out his 2021 season. That guy's kind of a forgotten player in that receiver room just because we haven't seen him in a couple of years. And, and Maurice really hasn't had a major impact in his career, uh, but I think he's got an opportunity to uh, you know really help this, this offense and be in that too deep at receiver. So I, I think as long as he's healthy, he helps out this offense and, uh, and maybe on special teams as well because he's returned kicks in the past. And then finally, uh, going back to the quarterbacks, I thought Drew Carter looked sharp and uh, at least to me has the edge on the number three spot. I mean, he looks uh, like he's ahead of Maddox Kopp and Owen McCown at this point. Um, but Owen McCown is going to be a player. I, th- I think he throws a great ball and has some moxie. He just has to grow physically quite a bit. I mean, he is... He's pretty small uh, at 175 pounds. Even Carl Durrell said he still looks like he's in high school. So uh, he needs to grow a little bit, uh, but I do like his potential. But for me right now, I think Drew Carter is that number three guy. One player who I think could take a big leap this year is defensive lineman Naeem Rodman. And he's been around a while now. as This is his fourth season at CU. He played a lot as a true freshman, not so much as a sophomore during the pandemic year of 2020, uh, but played a career-high 429 snaps last year. He was solid with 16 tackles and, and one and a half sacks. Uh, but I think he's one of the keys to this D-line becoming a better unit. Uh, I, I think that you know, when you got Jalen Sami there, Terrence Lang, uh, Janaz Jordan, you got some experience around you. But I think Naeem is a guy that uh, you know could take that next step and be a more productive player uh, than he's been in the past. And uh, he talked to us after the scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, I feel like I've definitely got it better. And then as a team, I think we like we we look like a whole new different defense. And you know, we just got to keep working and bi- building that trust in each other. And I think we're going to be pretty good this year. How does the depth of the D-line look right now as you kind of compare it to where things were a year ago at this time? It's way better than a year ago. We got, we got. I mean, with ones and twos, we don't really have ones and twos. Like, we're all ones. It's, it's, there's no drop-off between us and the, and the younger guys. So that's that's a good thing. What's your relationship been like with Gerald Chapman having him as a new coach? <laughs> I love that coach. <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, he, he's a great coach. And, uh you know, he, he's part of the reason why our pass rush has gone to a new level. And, you know, just our run game technique, all of that, he just, he, he just brought us to a new level as players. How do you feel like you've gotten better this offseason? Uh, I feel like uh, I, feel like I uh, you know, got quicker, got stronger, um, definitely became a smarter player, you know, just knowing what type of blocks I'm going to get and then see runs of, runs of passes, just knowing stuff like that, the little things. 
always good to hear from Naeem Rodman, who uh, you know was a pretty good interview, and I think one of the keys to that defensive line uh, taking the next step forward. So one more position that I want to talk about today is tight end, which is an intriguing position for the Buffs. Um, at the top, they've got senior Brady Russell, who I think is one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12. There are not... Uh, there's, there are a lot of really good tight ends in this conference, uh, but you won't see Brady really show up on a lot of the preseason all-conference lists, although Phil Steele uh, does have Brady as his preseason fourth-team tight end, but there's so many good tight ends that Brady often doesn't show up in those, but uh, you know, he, he's a pretty good weapon for this team. And as we know, nobody had great stats last year for this team, but uh, Russell led, led the buffs in catches and receiving yards, and uh, from what I'm hearing with this offense, Russell could be a lot of fun to watch this year. I mean, I think he's going to have a bigger and, uh, and better role than he's had in the past. Uh, behind him, however, there's literally no experience. And uh, they've got seven other tight ends, four of which are redshirt freshmen, and three are true freshmen. Caleb Fourier has played in four games, mainly on special teams, uh, uh, but he's had just seven snaps on offense in his career. Nobody else has even played a snap in college. So it's a really intriguing group that you've got this sixth-year senior and then all these freshmen with no experience. But um, I think it's a very talented group. Um, I caught up with Russell to talk about uh, this offense and uh, in his offseason and uh, kind of the need for those freshmen to step up. Oh, it feels awesome. Yeah. I feel, I feel really good because it's about the first time I've been fully healthy since yeah. 2020. Yeah. So uh, – I don't know. I feel I feel good. I feel good about where the tight end room is going. I feel good about where the offense is going. So yeah. everything's got me feeling pretty positive so far. I was kind of <clears> ask <throat> you, you know, what have you done to try to get better? So tell me this summer, you know, you mentioned in the spring the things you were working on. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you kind of did, did you do anything differently this summer to prepare for your final year? Like to kind of do something different training-wise or anything like that? I think the biggest difference was, uh, I mean, I focused on my body a lot. My diet was better than it's ever been, and I cut that cut off some fat and did some things yeah. better than I have in the past and then um a lot of the things that I worked on was multiplicity and my passing game and being able to run different things with the quarterbacks and getting with each different quarterback and running them with them yeah um and then lastly it was just some new steps that coach Patterson has taught me than I've done in the past um working new footwork blocking and it's translating really well so yeah um that's probably the three biggest things how are you enjoying this offense? And you know, I, talking to Coach Stanford, he's like, "I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, but you know, he says there's a lot of multiple things. There's a lot of things from mm-hmm. different offenses. Are you seeing that, and are you enjoying it? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. we're getting to do um, more in terms of blocking and more in mm-hmm. terms of catching. So like, it's it's cool getting to just the experience of doing new things. Like I've yeah. been, I feel like I've done the same thing the last five years. I was dang near just a 250 pound o lineman on right. at cu so <laughs> yeah now that i'm getting to explore more and and do things outside of the just running a flat or or sliding across the formation and catching out of the backfield getting yeah. to do a little bit more and incorporate myself and lead not just by example of when i'm blocking but actually spark the offense a little bit hopefully yeah. that'll be a game changer i hope for us this year Awesome. And then uh, obviously you got, it's you and then all those freshmen, right? And so yes, how are those freshmen doing? You know, I know in the spring, some of those guys stepped up, uh, mm-hmm. Caleb was out a little bit, but um, how are those guys looking so far in the first week of camp? Because you guys need those guys, obviously. Oh, we definitely need them. We need them bad. I, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it showed 2019 when I didn't really have a good backup or anything. Right. So yeah. I was, I'm, I think like Nebraska had 90 something plays in that heat and yeah. I was awful <laughs> by the end of the game. I was terrible, playing terrible. <laughs> 
Um, so it's I've realized over the years how important it is to have good guys behind you and a good supporting cast. And really having guys that are better, it pushes you to be better because yeah. you don't want your spots to get taken. And it also just makes the room better because then they're wanting to get you the ball or wanting to yeah. put you in a cool motion where you're blocking this guy, whatever it might be. All of us being better is helping yeah. the whole room. And I think <clears throat> we took a lot of steps forward over the summer as a room. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably made more progress than I would have expected. But also, I think we still could have made more. Yeah. And we're having to take some big strides at camp to keep up with that. All right, so along with Caleb Fourier, you've got Eric Olson, the former four-star recruit from Heritage High School, and Austin Smith. Uh, they're all going to be very interesting to watch as this season goes along. Um, I, like I said, I think that group's intriguing. And part of why I think that group uh, intrigues me is their new head coach, or their new coach, Clay Patterson. He comes from a really interesting background in that he spent the last four years coaching the tight ends at Minnesota. Uh, that was his first Power 5 job. And before that, he was head coach at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M, and he was a coordinator for nearly a decade at Texas A&M Kingsville and Trinity Valley Community College. Uh, so he brings some really good energy to that room, and but he's also bringing some really good input for the offensive scheme. I, on the coaching staff, he's one of those voices that uh, is definitely being heard. He's the passing game coordinator for this team. Um, he's going to be really good for this group, I think. And uh, he talked about working with Russell and the young tight ends. He's a joy every single day. Like I, like I, I tell people all the time, they're like, how's it going to Colorado? I was like, I don't know how many games we're going to win, but I have a great group of kids. I have a great guy to coach with, and we get to live here every day. So like it, we're, we're not down about anything, and Brady brings that to room. He's just having so much fun. Uh, and he's a professional right now, the way he carries himself, the way he performs. Uh, but I, I have no complaints about the guy because I'm like, I'm trying to find out what, he, what he's bad at or what he does wrong, you know, and uh, – but he, he's positive, and that's the most important thing about the kid is he's never going to let – whatever happens, the next play he's going to go to it. Uh, and he knows he's not going to make every play, but he challenges himself to do that. But he's very unique. Uh, he, I didn't have anybody like him at Minnesota, um, and he's a unique talent because he can run like a receiver. Uh, but he's taken the challenge I gave him of blocking like an O-lineman because I think he was – he acted like an O-lineman, but he didn't block the way I wanted him to before. He's really done that now. Uh, and I really think he's he's – He's going to have a great year this year. The other thing I see out of him is he seems to really enjoy being a leader yeah. and having that young group that he can kind of mentor. Yeah. Are, are you seeing that out of him that he's enjoying oh, yeah. that aspect as well? Absolutely. I told him. I told him I got here. I was like, dude, you've had five tight end coaches. This is not my room. It's your room. And and when you leave here, how do you want this room to carry on? And how do you want it to be remembered? And he's taken that. And, uh, he takes ownership in that. And he buys into the culture that I've kind of put in that room. Uh, and he's. I, I, I said he's he's a natural leader, uh, and he does it by example, but then he backs it up with his play, and then, you know, the, the, everybody follows that. So it's not just the room. He, he leads our football team. Uh, and I challenge him to do that every two. I was like, when you, once you want to do that, you know, and you take that role, then every play you better be on point, and, and he does that. You obviously yeah. need people other than Brady that step up and play at tight end. So yeah. who are the guys that you feel are kind of showing that they're game ready and that they're that you can count on them? Absolutely. You know, when it comes to TCU? You know we have a – we talk about our room having a ceiling and a floor. Our ceiling is way up here because that's Brady. He set it really, really high. We're only going to be as good as our floor. we got to close that gap, and I challenge those guys to do that because we can't have Brady do every single thing, every play. Uh, and, you know, seeing those guys come out here and, like, Caleb Fourier, seeing him just get to play football again. Like, I don't know that you, I mean, you guys haven't even seen it in a year because right? Right. you know we're at the scrimmage. It's Seeing him go out and play, he's a natural football player. Uh, he's a kid that understands the game, and, and you know he's still 
growing every rep, but he's really done a great job, and I think he's going to surprise some people. He's got great hands, and and he's doing better in the pat in the run blocking game. Um, Eric's Eric's progressing, Austin's progressing, and then our freshmen are going to be guys that I think are going to be really good in the future. The biggest thing for us is just we got to get them to at the point of attack to to block like we need them to block uh, because they're all very talented in the passing game. But that's not who we're not only going to be that, uh, and and we want to be a very physical football team, uh, and, it, and it really starts with us because we're at the point of attack a lot. So we've challenged them to really just get after the physical part of it. And the thing I'm proud of them is they bought into understanding that the physicality, their effort, their attitude, and their toughness is what matters. And then we're going to clean up everything as we go. But reps, every day we get out here, it's, it's fun to see them just keep going, getting better and getting better. Uh, and it, what we are versus TCU is not going to be what we are at the end of the year because they are going to grow up and they're going to get better as the year goes on. Honestly, it's not very hard to uh, you know listen to Coach Patterson and really like him. I think, like I said, he's going to be really good for this room. And uh, you know, naturally, overall, the message coming from C at this point uh, is a positive one, and it should be. There wasn't anything I saw in the scrimmage last Saturday that makes me think this team is going to win eight to ten games. Um, I, I don't even know if they'll be in a bowl game, uh, but I do think there are tools here to be better than the last place projection. I think that you know, with some breaks that this can be a bowl team. So th- they should be positive at this point, and it was 0-0, so you know you expect that. But um, as the season opener approaches, the main question obviously is going to be a quarterback and who will wind up starting. We don't have the answer to that yet, but hopefully we will soon. Uh, but that's a wrap on this episode. I'm Brian Howell, Buffs beat writer for the Boulder Daily Camera and BuffZone.com. Check out my coverage there as well. And thanks for tuning in to the Believe in the Colorado Buffaloes podcast presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network.